Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Superman from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Presenting the transcription feature, Superman! Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman! Yes, it's Superman! Strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, who can leap tall buildings at a single bound, race a speeding bullet to its target, bend steel in his bare hands, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. And now to our story. With Lois Lane locked in a hotel room and Clark Kent involved in an automobile accident, the blonde young woman who posed as Dr. Roebling's daughter and is in reality his niece by marriage made good her getaway. Speeding across town, she joined her unscrupulous husband in a barren tenement room where he was trying to force his inventor uncle, Dr. Roebling, to turn over the rights to a new secret voice machine. So valuable it has been insured for $10 million. In the meantime, Kent has returned to the hotel from the scene of the accident. Hurrying to Lois's room, he finds her gone. Frantically, he searches the lobby and makes inquiry at the desk, but to no avail. Meanwhile, in room 514, where Lois has been unable to attract attention by pounding on the door, she has torn the bedsheets into strips and is knotting them together, preparing to lower herself out the fifth floor window. Well, that's the last trip. If it isn't long enough to reach the ground now, there's nothing I can do. Hey, tight as I can get it. Now to try it. Never knew the fifth floor of the building was so high. Looks like a long way down. An awfully long way. Well, only one thing to do. Find out whether this bedsheet rope will reach. Here goes. Out the window with it. It's hard to see in the dark. I can't tell whether... Yeah, I see it. It reaches. Oh, that's a relief. Ah. Tied this end of it to the bed. Pull the bed over close to the window. There. That does it. Now, Lois, old girl, let's see how good a monkey you are. One leg over the sill. Just take it easy. It's a long drop if you make one slip. Now, now the other leg. So far, so good. Seems to be holding Deep breath and down slowly. And With amazing courage, Lois begins her perilous escape from the locked room, climbing down the improvised rope to the ground five stories below. But unknown to her, the swaying of her body is rubbing part of the knotted bedsheet against the sharp stone corner of the window ledge, gradually cutting into the material. At any moment, it may rip and send Lois hurtling to her death on the stone courtyard below. Meanwhile, Clark Kent, unable to find Lois, has returned to the desk, where he makes further inquiry of the night clerk. Are you sure you haven't seen Miss Lane? Try and remember, she's dark, about five feet four, and very pretty. She was wearing a gray pinstripe suit and a brown hat with a, a greenish feather. I wonder. You wonder what? I wonder whether she could have been the young lady who asked for the key to 514. 514? No, no, that, that girl's blonde. Oh, there were two of them, sir. Two of them? What do you mean? Well, two young ladies asked for the key to 514. What? And as I recall, the first one answers the description quite accurately, except for the hat. She wasn't wearing a hat. Wait, let me get this straight. 
Two girls asked for the key to room 514. The first was a brunette answering the description I gave you? Yes, sir. Well, did you give her the key? Yes, sir. What about the second girl? Was she blonde? I think she was, sir. I told her the first young lady had taken the key. Yes. She seemed puzzled, but she said nothing. Just entered the elevator. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Thanks. Going up, sir. Fifth floor, please. Fifth floor. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. Good night. Here's 514. That sound coming from the room. Couldn't be two women in there, neither of them talking. That's impossible. Open up! Something doing. All right, we'll open from the outside. That's Superman. This lock shouldn't be too hard to force. But even as Superman slowly forces the locked door, grim tragedy is in the making in the room beyond. Worn through by constant rubbing against the stone window ledge, the knotted strips of bedsheet down which Lois is climbing are about to part. But the courageous girl reporter suspended four stories above a stone courtyard. Suddenly the material gives way. Lois screams as she heard the sound. What was that? Someone screamed. No one here. What's that hanging out of the window? Great Scott, Lois falling. Down, down. Got her. Only a few inches from the pavement. That was too close for comfort. I better land and see if she's all right. <sighs> Poor kid, she's limp as a rag, fainted dead away. And I can't blame her much. That's a long drop. I think the best thing to do is take her to her room. That's Clark Kent. No, no, that's no good. There'd be questions asked if I carried her through the lobby. I'll take her to my room through the window. Up! Up! Now, up for the window. And inside. There we are. Now, a little cold water should bring her to. And just get some of this past her lips. That's a good girl. Swallow it. That does the trick. I'd better assume Clark Kent's role before she opens her eyes. You're all right, Lois. Take a little more water now. That's it. Oh, I was falling. I think. Now, just take it easy. Clark. Clark, what happened? How did... You're the luckiest girl alive, Miss Lane. What happened? How did I get here? Last thing I remember... Something gave way, and, and I was falling. Oh, it's horrible. Well, you won't believe this, Lois, but you fell on a pile of mattresses. What? On the level. I imagine the hotel was getting rid of some old mattresses, and they were piled up in the courtyard right under your window. If they hadn't been there, you wouldn't be talking to me now. Well, that's funny. I didn't see any mattresses, and I looked out the window before climbing down. What on earth made you attempt anything so dangerous? The only way I could get out of the room. Why? Yeah, I got the seat of As Lois recounts to Kent the reason for her attempted escape from the locked room... Dr. Roebling, inventor of the voice machine, is at the mercy of his unscrupulous nephew and his blonde wife. At the moment, the two conspirators are standing at one end of the bare room, watching Dr. Roebling attempt to rise from the chair in which he is seated. What does that stuff do, Jack? The stuff you shot into his arm? It's supposed to make him dopey. Put him in a sort of trance. Let me go, Jack. This is my brother's son. Now, fresh He can't get out of the chair. Uh... Stuff's beginning to work. What happens when he goes into the train? Well, he'll do what I tell him. Sign that paper. Jack, listen to me. Listen. 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 Okay. I think he's ready. 
Come on. Oh, get the pen. Okay. Uncle Walter. Yes. How do you feel, Uncle Walter? I feel... I feel all right. That's good. You remember you were going to sign a paper for me, Uncle Walter? Paper? What paper? Don't you remember? Someone was trying to steal your voice machine, and you were going to sign a paper to keep him from stealing it. Oh, you must remember. Yes, yes, I remember. Put the pen into his hand. Right. Now you're all ready to sign, Uncle Walter. Oh, you dropped the pen. Put it back in his hand. There, we picked it up for you. Now all you have to do is sign right here. Uh, what am I signing? I told you, Uncle Walter. It's to protect you from having your voice machine stolen. You want to be protected, don't you? Yes. Protected. That's why you're signing. Now, come. Just write Walter Roebling on this line. Hurry, Uncle Walter. There isn't much time. That's it. He's signing. Shut up. Oh, no, Uncle Walter. Don't stop. You must write your last name, too. You just signed Walter. Hold his arm up. we got to work fast. That stuff will wear off. Come now. Finish it. There we are. R O E E L I N G. That's fine. All right, come on, Chicky. Let's get out of here before he comes around. Jack, you're marvelous. We've got it. It's ours. Stow the chatter. I'll take the suitcase. Come on. Jack, you're my brother's son. My brother's son. Why are you doing this? Jack, my brother's son. I'd like to check the 218 State Street address pencil in the back of that envelope. I still don't understand why you insisted on getting our car out of the garage instead of using a taxi. I feel safer with a wheel in my own hands after that accident. Well, I trust myself with most cabbies. They're good drivers. Yeah, I suppose so. Well, at least they don't go through red lights. Oh, sorry. Didn't see it. <laughs> car stops on a dime. Good brakes. Oh, there's the job I'd like to own. Huh? That blue roadster waiting for the light across the street. Blue roadster? Lois. What's the matter? That's the blue roadster Catherine Roebling drove off in. Look, she's in it now, sitting next to the man at the wheel. There they go. And we're going after them. Hold on. Are you sure that's the girl? Positive. I'm going to catch them if it's the last thing I do. Can the car Kent is driving keep up with the blue roadster? Or will Roebling's nephew escape with the papers his uncle signed? Superman may have to take a hand. As a matter of fact, he does in one of the most thrilling episodes you've ever heard. Don't miss it. Don't forget. Tune in again for the next thrilling episode with Superman. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Action Comic Magazine.